Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. My name is Taylor, and I'm one of the co-hosts, one of the regulars here. I talk to you every month about uh, all sorts of things. But this uh, last few episodes and lately, one of the things that I've really felt um, I needed to inform about is just our experience as manifestors making decisions, particularly in the area of money. Now, it's raining in the background, um, but it is the day the episode is due. So we're going to press through. Hopefully you all can still hear me uh, pretty easily. Um, and it doesn't get too wild about there. But moving on, I wanted to talk to you today about making money decisions. And if you haven't heard already, I'm going to be offering a masterclass on this on May the 30th. Um, and you all are invited. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can get the details about that. Um, but on May the 30th, I'll be hosting a masterclass all about making money decisions with our human design authority in mind. And that's really the place that I wanted to share very um, less teachy, <laughs> less uh, formatted and a little bit more um, vulnerably as well as um just in a very individual way, because I think that when I share my personal experience, you can glean from that what is relevant to you and what's not. So some of you may know that I am a 1-3 emotional manifester, but I think for the purposes of this conversation, it's important to talk about what in my design actually makes me a manifester. So many of you know that in order to be a manifester, you will need a defined motor that has a connection to the throat center. But one of the things that we talk about less is whether that is a direct or indirect connection. So a direct connection would be a manifester who has maybe their ego center directly connected to their throat, or they have um, their emotional center directly connected to their throat. Those channels that form that connection are considered manifested channels, manifesting channels. For anyone else who, let's say, has their root center defined, but it goes through your spleen and then to your throat, I would consider that an indirect connection, meaning the motorized energy is filtered through another center before it gets to your throat center, before you can actionize it or um, manifest it or produce whatever that energy was developing over time. It is being filtered through multiple conversations happening inside of you. In my particular case, my emotional center 
and my ego center are connected and they are whatever energy or fuel is moving through there is filtered through my G center or identity center and then up to my throat. So I am a manifester by the 1020, the 18, those two connections off of my G center connected to my throat produce my um, my manifestorness because it's also connected by the 2551. So I have 37, 40, 51, 25, 10, 20, or, or 1, 8. For those of you who are looking at your chart, you'll see kind of that sequence of numbers I just called out. But my point being is that that is what influences how I experience my type as a manifester. It isn't just that, oh, all manifestors are having the same you know, living experience, it really depends on how you hear your own authority, how you experience your type as a manifester is influenced by how direct or indirect the connection is for you. Also, what impacts that is whether that connection is conscious or unconscious. So the majority of my definition, the channels that are colored in, that create my type being a manifester are unconscious. And for me, the way that I interpret that is, is that because they're unconscious, I normally live at the effect of them versus, or I I normally experience the effect of them versus feeling like there's something that I have control over. I have to consciously wait for the clarity around that experience versus being somewhat driven by it or or it being more conscious to my experience. And I've, I've shared that with multiple people. And so if you too have unconscious definition just know that it's not that you're actually living at the effect of it but it become it comes into your awareness after it's manifested it's not it's unconscious until you experience it so it can feel like you live at the effect of it anyways um all of this I'm sharing with you about my personal design because it has impacted how I make decisions um in particular how I make money decisions Um, In the last episode, I I clarified there are a lot of different decisions that we make, but most of us don't um, narrow down, am I making a money decision or am I making a business decision? Am I making a money decision or am I making a marriage decision or a mothering decision? When we lump them all together and say things like, well, I can't, you know, make money in my business because I have three small kids, you're actually lumping several decisions into one thing that there's a multitude of decisions happening there and until you parse out what are the money decisions versus what are the parenting decisions that you have um, your kind of conflated or conflicting values typically result in a net negative experience and net negative could be like you're not making any money or net negative is you make a lot of money but it's with a lot of emotional toll. So that's one of the things that I want to talk through in the masterclass is, you know, just really navigating and being able to kind of separate out what is an actual money decision versus what is a relationship decision? What is a values decision? What is a business decision, a business vision or purpose decision versus an actual money decision? Um, So if that if that uh, feels good to you, then go ahead and register. But again, knowing that the way that we make decisions in human design is according to our type and our strategy and authority, meaning the way that I process my decision is through my strategy and authority, but also what created my strategy and authority is the definition of a motor to a throat center. So 
consider that as a manifester what makes me a manifester is that i have a motor to my throat but the motor centers influence what creates our authority that makes our decision so they're not being a manifester is not mutually exclusive from how i de- make decisions as a manifester I don't know if if any one of you have thought about that, but it has really been a um, very nuanced and and like intricate discussion within myself, if I could say it that way, just really processing like if you are, uh, you know, if you are a person who has maybe a defined spleen and no defined motors, you know, then you make splenic decisions, but it's also... I'm sorry, you would have to have at least one defined motor. But let's just say that defined motor is not necessarily your decision maker. It's just your spleen makes the decisions, but you also have a defined ego. You know, that's really interesting. Like, how do you navigate that, right? Like, how do you parse out the fact that what drives your energy is not the same thing that processes the decision that decides what you'll actually do, right? Like, whatever your unique and differentiated experiences, I just want you to be able to look at your chart and see the dynamic that's at play. In my particular case, there is an overlap. My awareness center, my my motor that, that creates my manifesto experience is also the same pathway that I need to walk, so to speak, to process the decisions that I need to make. It's that same path that I walk to experience clarity. And yet, it's all, the majority of it's unconscious, <laughs> right? So, these are the types of details and nuances in your design that add to kind of the the differentiated experience that you're having. I think it's important to talk this out with somebody who kind of can can kind of speak to to your experience. I love the way Ra um, Ra Uruhu he had a he had a quote where he said, you know, he would remind analysts that human design is a visual science meaning you have to look at it. It's not just an intellectual understanding. It's not just go out and inform people. It is There is a visual component to this experience as a manifester. Now, I understand that that is not necessarily inclusive of everyone's experience. So with that, I mean as well that not visual in the sense that you have to be able to look at a screen and read. That that's not. Let's not reduce it to to a level that excludes all of our experiences but in your mind's eye there has to be some level of there's some aspect of it that takes in with the eye and that could be your internal eye that could be your external eye however you want to say that there is a a component of it that you you really need to see how things come together and however you get there you know you have to do it in a way that's, that works for you. But the point being, we can't just assume that if we read about being a manifest or if somebody tells us what to do, that that is the same thing as envisioning in, in whatever way that we're capable of really seeing how this plays out. That's what I'm inviting you to do with your design is to look at yourself, to look at how you process decisions. Even if you don't quite know how to interpret your chart, what is the flow of energy? You could also look over the course of your life, look at the successes that you've had, the opportunities where you have made money, How? what has been the sequence, what pattern do you see, what sequence of steps do you see that played out in your ability to or that resulted in you making money? 
There is a visual. You you have to be willing to really look at your life, look at your design, look at your experience, look at your specific context. If you're willing to look at it, it will change you. That would that which gains your attention and maintains your attention will change your life. So if you're constantly looking at your lack, if you're constantly looking at your insecurity and looking at what you don't know, that will change you in a, in a way. And if you're constantly looking at what's working and how it's working with, with fascination and curiosity, that too will change you. That's been a part of my experience and what I wanted to share with you. So part of all of that, because this is... Um, this is not a scripted episode, if you can, <laughs> if you can tell, um, is I created another tool, a visual tool, so to speak, that, that kind of puts the offer together. So as I'm looking at, you know, what I want to talk about in this masterclass, I, I'm pulling out pieces of it to be able to share with you on this episode. And I'm doing that intentionally because I know that the whole masterclass is about making money decisions, but even more so as manifestors, how can I empower you to make decisions, even the decision of whether you would want to come or whether you can, whether this feels like a money decision to you. So one of the things that I, that I teach my clients who work with me around their offers is what, what is the value of money, right? Like what, if money is a priority, if we're if we're talking about making money decisions, what are what are we really saying here? And the way that I the way that I approach it is this: money is a is a um, it's kind of like the quantifiable example or, or manifestation of power. That's really what we're talking about when we say, "Oh, you have X Y X amount of money," or "Here, I'm going to pay you X amount of money." What we're really saying is, "I am going to delegate." this amount of power or I'm going to experience this amount of power. If you choose to pay me to be your coach or your reader, then you're giving me the power to examine your charter, analyze your experience, and then offer back support in, in whatever way that plays out. Um, but you have you have entrusted me and in that trust, I experience power. When we talk about making money decisions, what we're talking about is an exercise of power. We're talking about the kind of decisions that both create, maintain, exaggerate, or minimize, amplify our power, expose our power. So if you have a discomfort with wielding your power in the presence of people, we can understand why money would be a challenging experience. Now, we know that according to um, Human Design's like explanation of the manifestor experience. There are a lot of wounds with being a manifestor because we are a walking example of power. We are our type in general is not dependent on any other type in order to get things done. And yet we have to be here and coexist and, and relate with other people. And so we are constantly navigating the, the wielding of our power. Can you, can you see why as manifestors in particular, it's important for us to learn how to make money decisions? Or any decision for that matter. Because, again, we are a walking example of what that looks like. We have every every right to feel confident and clear about the way that we do that. But that doesn't mean that that's exactly our experience. So my point in sharing that perspective with you is that However you're navigating this, however you're navigating your particular money situation, I don't, I, I get the sense that just in general, there, there are 
people that are taking like a strong position on their money situation, meaning if it's going well, they feel strongly that it's going well. And if it's not going well, they feel strongly that it's not going well, that they really don't have the resources, that there is a real struggle happening in their finances or vice versa. It could be they feel strongly that that things have never been better, that they've kind of, they've never been more profitable. Things are working. Things are happening for them. Whatever the case may be, it, it seems like we are more on the fringes of that continuum than we are closer to the center where we're all generally kind of in the realm of okay, if you so to speak. So even more so, it's important for us to really to really look at where does our power lie. And to me, one of the great one of our great tools is to look at our human design chart, to look at our body graph and see where does our power flow from? Where does it originate from? When we experience the energy of another, how does that get processed through us? And what does our manifested power look like? What is the flavoring that comes out with that? Is it an emotionality? Is it a willfulness or a desire and an ego, a heart-centered drivenness? Is it a pressurized insight, splenic insight? You know, is it is it kind of a, a sense of self, a self-composed, a resolvedness? What what does your power look like? And how do you how do you make decisions from that place within yourself? I think this is a great time to talk about our strategy as manifestors being that we're here to inform and then initiate. You know, our, we're here to initiate, but informing makes that possible. It is, a, it is a dance that we do because we have a value for the other without having a need for them. I love the way that Holly um, Marie talks about it when she teaches manifestors. Like because of the way that our, our energy is designed, there isn't an actual need for someone else to participate in our ability to take action and yet biologically as humans we have a a desire a biological function that says we're not here to be alone like we have a value for relationships we have a desire we have we have a we are bettered by the dynamic that we have with the other especially if you have you you probably feel that a more amplified level if you have split definition of any kind you you see the value of the other in some in some way shape form or fashion even if you have single definition you're more likely to experience the shadow of your other centers which you would only encounter, you would only get to see a reflection of that in the presence of the other. So there is a value in someone else's presence, but to what extent does it cause you to downplay your own power? Because it's probably reflected in your money. You probably overlook opportunities to make money decisions if every time we're in the presence of the other, you have this kind of disordered relationship with your own power. These are just some of the um, concepts, ideas that I want to share with you um, in the masterclass as well. But I wanted to start the conversation here on the podcast. If anything that I've said really resonated with you or got you thinking, if I asked you a question that really, you know, that you're going to take home and kind of pontificate on, um, I would love for you to share it in your stories and tag me. I'd love to kind of dialogue with you about that. Um, and go back and forth there. But also, I wanted to just share some of my other aspects of my personal experience, which is in this season, in this season, when I look at my design, a lot of my design has to do not only with being unconscious, but also being um, awareness in the now. 
And so it's requiring me to relook at how I do business. Have I set up my business in a way that supports people who maybe have more of an ability to analyze the past and make future future decisions? Well, in my particular case, I'm not actually designed, if you were to look at my chart, it's not so much about the past as much as it is about a future trajectory. And that future clarity comes like this this. Uh, this foresightedness, this farsightedness happens in the moment. In the in a moment, I can see how far out we can go, what's possible for us in the moment. But it's not from this kind of like ruminating over time over all the things that we've done and all the things we want to do and coming up with this strategy. Remember, I have three right-facing variables, my awareness, um, my perspective. They're all, they're all receptive. They are peripheral. I see things kind of at this this fish eye view this kind of like this um bulbous I don't know why that word comes to mind right now but this kind of like bulbous view of life and then in a moment I'm able to tell you where I stand in the midst of it and so when I think about the offers that I create when I think about the money decisions that I'm making particularly in my business I'm thinking man have I been looking at other people's businesses and attempting to emulate them even other manifestors who's when I look at their design it's different than mine they have maybe splenic insight and a bunch of left arrows they are designed to in the moment have a strategy and be able to execute it but I'm moving kind of like on this like yacht style situation where we don't turn the boat quickly and we don't always have a strategy and we're just kind of here and people people have to be willing to kind of sit with it and sit with you. And in the moment you have these kind of like transformative experiences, but it doesn't come from thinking that you're going to know every little detail ahead of time. So imagine how that shows up in my sales when I'm trying to articulate something specific, but that's not my vision that's not my way that's not how it even came to me it came to me in a much more uh, visceral present presence kind of way it's interesting it's interesting to dialogue about your design this is what I love to do I think that so many of us are looking for a prescriptive interpretation of our design we want somebody to just look at our chart read it off to us and tell us exactly what our experience um, is and how and what we should do with it but human design is really a, a study of of your own experience your differentiated experience and yes it's super helpful to have the reflections of other people including mine but the point of my sharing is that you'd know how you're different than me not how you're the same that you'd be able to say, oh, that's not me. That aspect isn't like me. And here's here's what I, adjustments I'm willing to test and try because I'm different in that way. It's so that you'd advocate for what makes you unique, not gloss over it because of some perceived success or clarity someone else has. I often tell people that business and entrepreneurship is not a good survival plan. <laughs> I say it partially joking. But mainly because I think that a lot of people go into entrepreneurship and they go into business thinking that, you know, this is going to save me from this big bad job or this big bad employer or this unsupportive environment. And I would tell you that entrepreneurship is not super supportive. Just being like it. If you're thinking about it like a lover, it's it's not exactly the best lover you've ever met. You know, entrepreneurship is kind of like that. 
entitled child in a way like it you know they're kind of needy they're kind of high maintenance they require a lot of structure and and at some point they mature into something that needs a little less supervision maybe needs a little less um babysitting and and micromanagement but in the beginning like there is a level of attentiveness that is fatiguing you know there's a level of vulnerability that is um unnerving you know there's a level of um impropriety is the word that comes to mind like there's there's no it it doesn't care who you were before you decided to start the business it just has the demands that it has and yeah it's yours but it still has needs if you want it to function in the marketplace if you want it to function in the economy there's a level of just kind of like insulting need that needs to be met And I think we miss that. We miss that. And so as you are navigating your business, as you're navigating your offer, I just want to um, add to your internal conversation, add to your, your conversations with whoever you're talking to about your situation, that knowing your human design, identifying as a manifester is a really powerful um, step in the right direction. It, it gives you some clarity around why certain aspects of your business or your, of, of making money could be different for someone else. And I think that's, that's priceless to know that, but I want to, I want you to know that that's not the end of the sentence. That's the beginning of a conversation about your experience as an entrepreneur and the problems that you'll face, the, the, the months where the money is tight and you're not sure how you're going to pay all of the bills and the, the weeks where you're wondering, where are the clients I'm offering value? And I don't understand why they're not showing up all of those things when the launches fail and flop and you know, the post does not go viral and the client quits and has a lot to say about it when people you know overlook your boundaries just know that those moments were because you were willing to exercise your power they are not punishment for your authenticity you earned that you earned that because you were willing to try something new because you were willing to challenge the way that you've done things before and you'll have to be willing to continue to make decisions and that's my final point is that a lot of times because we look at human design as a solution instead of a study, we can think that following our strategy and authority should help us make money. Really, it helps us be ourselves and there's no reason why you, as opposed to anyone else, shouldn't make money. You don't have, there's nothing specially difficult or heinous about you that says you aren't deserving of making money. Human design doesn't fix that. It just helps you find the value in your experience. But if you're coming to the conversation from the belief that, that you're a problem to solve for and you're thinking that human design is going to do that, following your strategy and authority is really you asking or, or navigating the kinds of opportunities that just confirm you're a problem and that you can't get it right. Your strategy and authority is not going to sell you on a belief you're unwilling to look at. It just doesn't work that way. And so my hope is that in this episode, my desire is that my vulnerability and my willingness to share about my design and um, to just share what I have has been 
um, activating for you, catalytic for you to really take yourself seriously, to take your own power seriously, um, and not just take human design seriously, but take you seriously enough to explore your design. Take your gifting seriously enough to invest in understanding what's different about it. Find your offer. Make money decisions, not just health decisions, not just wellness decisions. All of those things obviously contribute, but make the kind of decisions that display your power in a way that creates opportunities for you to get paid. That's all I've got for you. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.